Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How is long? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet before we nursed. So listen, Lavernius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard. You have found the Barbecue Central Show. It's a show that performs weekly for your entertainment, pleasure, and education. We talk about live fire stuff and hot breaking news in the industry. The live fire industry. If you can't catch the show live, you can subscribe to the show on podcast through all of the different various podcast platforms like iTunes and Google Podcasts. And Stitcher and TuneIn, you name it. Just search BBQ Central Show in whatever platform you like best, and it will magically appear. Subscribe, and you will get the first hour on Wednesday. You will get the second hour on Thursday. Don't forget, you can follow me socially. (laughs) I get a job. Uh, Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram. You can also do the same handle on Twitter at BBQ Central Show, Facebook slash BBQ Central Show. If you want to follow the goings on in between live shows and podcasts and so forth, however you like to do it, I try and post to all three areas frequently and most of the time at the same time. So if you have a preference one over the other, it's all hitting the social media channels about the same time. Take it as you will. Subscribe or like or friend me somewhere on the internet for crying out loud. At BBQ Central Show on Instagram and Twitter slash BBQ Central Show on the Facebooks. Coming up this Friday on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Produced by John Solberg. Believe it or not, folks. Andrew. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. wait. That's not what I want. Where is here? Here we go. A Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. Let's go ahead and throw caution to the wind here and interrupt my take for a phone call. Call uh, Call you're on the air. Greg? Yes. This is Sean from Behind the Smoke. Shout out! Uh, friends, this is the 2019 NBBQA best audio podcast of the world reigning supreme calling into the show. Sean, how are you, pal? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. What's up? Oh, you know, I just, uh, I was reading this weekend in a magazine called Playboy and I saw the barbecue central show mentioned and I couldn't believe it. I was so proud. Did you quickly thumb through the rest of the magazine and open the one that extends out <laughs> one more page, hoping and wanting, or not so much? Uh, no, not so much. Yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was very happy to see barbecue 
getting the love it needed in Playboy magazine. So what do you think from a a recognition level or cachet level does Playboy have in 2019 that it might have had 10 or 15 years ago? That's a great question. Um, and that's a question that I think you and me and Stover and Derek and Corey, we all had some good discussions at NBBQA in Fort Worth about digital media and podcasting and kind of the whole world that we're living in now. And Playboy, along with, I mean, even ESPN. I grew up on ESPN and I don't watch SportsCenter anymore, which is kind of hard to believe. Mm-hmm. So I think Playboy is doing the right things and reaching out to niche markets like barbecue because, as you know, as being the king of barbecue, You've been podcasting for, what is this, 12 years now? Uh, We just started the 11th year in February. 11 years. That is incredible. Very very proud of you, Greg. You're an inspiration to all of us fellow podcasters. Well, thank you. So uh, I had mentioned in the show open uh, that you guys were ending your behind-the-smoke format at episode 100. So is there another podcast of some sort coming down the pike, or what can fans of your show be expecting as you uh, potentially reload into something else? Well, I actually blame you, Greg. You're, you're oh? the reason why the show ended. Why? <laughs> because you're, you, you, two years ago when we started podcasting, you called out all the other new barbecue shows, and you said specifically that you were the one that was going to last and that all these shows come and go, and <laughs> Greg Rempe will be here to stay, and it looks like you were right. Damn right. I got no hardware to prove it, but damn right. I mean, it's a tough deal, right? You get, what, what, what place did you get this year? This year? Not mm-hmm. entered. Not yeah, entered. Look, Sean, <laughs> should I have to pay to get an award? I mean, it was a no-win situation, as I had talked about last year. I was either going to win last year and go, oh, great, I paid 75 bucks to win, or what happened, I'm going to pay $75. I'm not even going to be like in the running. I didn't even hit the board last year if we're a betting man. I mean, it was embarrassing it's incredible it's tremendous it's heartbreaking i mean you've been up and down this roller coaster you 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 said it and i heard your uh, your interview with meathead um who was at the conference it was a great interview you hit a lot of key points that um that are a struggle they're a struggle for a nonprofit organization but i think the national barbecue association there's one thing that it does have and it has incredible people yeah but incredible people leaders business people they have they don't have very much time and you know to get people from all over in different parts of the country together to organize not just a conference but to have a membership and a growing membership it, it's a it's a difficult task to do for See, anybody uh sean how's the restaurant doing before i let you go uh restaurant's doing fantastic we're in our 11th year actually april 20th will be our 11th so Wow, you must have started podcasting right right when we started uh, Cali Comfort Bar. Well, I think one of us April took 20th, a twentieth, two thousand and eight. One of us took a bigger risk than the other, if we're being honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. in two thousand and eight, it wasn't the best idea to open up a, a barbecue restaurant in East County, San Diego. But we're grateful we did. Uh, and how is my man, the biggest human being in the world, Derek Marso? Derek Marso is doing fantastic. He is working on getting a second location opened up in. Uh, in La Jolla, and nice. uh, you know he's got three kids, so we're all we're all busy. I'm I'm waiting on a baby girl uh, coming in June. So. Look at you! All you right, know, you, know, you know how it goes. Look yeah. at you! All right. Well, if you need any girl advice, you know I'm your uh, rock to lean on and your uh, 
sounding board when frustration sets in. So just uh, feel free to I, give me a text or a call. That. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, when, any, when my daughter starts playing volleyball, I'll be sure to, to hit you up. Yeah, I have a lot of useless knowledge about that as well, no doubt about it. So uh, if you are – go ahead. I heard your uh, volleyball podcast, and I'm going to have to listen to it once, I, <laughs> once she starts playing. Yeah, I'll make sure don't I – uh, don't, to, don't forget to tell your listeners about your volleyball podcast. Yeah, I'll drop box really, all of those. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I'll drop box all those to you so you can uh, go to those for reference. It's like the Encyclopedia Britannica of Volleyball J.O. <laughs> Yikes! Wow. You're, you're the best, Greg. Thank you very much. All right, Sean. Great, take care. Great job on, con- congratulations on your Playboy, your Playboy article. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. That's Sean, everybody from Cali Comfort Barbecue. If you are in the Las uh, Las Vegas, if you are in the San Diego area and you are looking for great barbecue, legitimate barbecue. I mean, you can certainly find barbecue wherever you want, right? I mean, it's one of the most popular styles of food out there now it has been for the last number of years but if you're going to be out there and you want something that we would call legitimate barbecue a great atmosphere especially if you are pro san diego i mean that is probably the sports place to be hanging out at oh by the way you can get legitimate barbecue there so you can feed both of your fascinations and fanaticisms uh sean walchef and again the 2019 barbecue podcast of the year as ranked by nbbqa so thanks to sean for calling in unannounced and uh having him talk a little bit about everything there appreciate that uh, as i had mentioned kind of going out of the first transition with steven reichland we do have a brand new sponsor of the show as you can see right there it is fogo charcoal uh, look, I think anybody that is anybody knows, I mean, we love fuel sources, whether it be hickory-flavored liquid propane, that's a nod to my boy Clint Cantwell, or uh, traditional briquettes, flavored briquettes, infused briquettes, lump charcoal to varying degrees, and Fogo is, I think, widely considered to be, uh, if not the, one of the most uh, preeminent brands as far as quality is concerned when you're looking at lump charcoal. So if you have been in search of a great lump charcoal, if you're sick of uh, what your Lowe's might be providing or what your local mom and pop might be providing, and you're just looking for another option to try, as I say with everything, give the sponsors first consideration. That would be Fogo Charcoal, the website F-O-G-O Charcoal, C-H-A-R-C-O-A-L. FogoCharcoal.com. It's Sebastian Bussert and the gang out there in Florida sponsoring the show, so we give them a hearty shout-out. Might have a new background coming up. I need some help from some people in Kentucky on that. But we'll get it taken care of. I do have a tiger meat to talk about. I do have a meatless burger at Burger King to talk about at some point. But it's not going to be right now. I'm going to talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers. The number one online shop for all things barbecue. Their curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies. Get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at BigPapaSmokers.com has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. Big Papa's has been known for the championship rubs and seasonings, popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Cow, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, 
All proven winners on the competition circuit. Big Papa's offers 13 perfectly balanced flavors that will transform ordinary meals into extraordinary. Whether you're cooking to impress the judges or your friends and family, Big Papa Smokers award-winning rubs and seasonings just don't disappoint. Don't forget, they also have that great relationship with Steph Franklin over at Simply Marvelous Barbecue. Put those two rubs together. Now you have the West Coast offense. What else needs to be said about that? They also have a sale going on right now on the Granny's Barbecue Sauce. I believe I saw that earlier today, 50% off the bottles. So if you're looking for a new go-to barbecue sauce, Granny's is the one you're going to want to try right now. We'll have a sale right now at BigPapaSmokers.com. Aside from the premium selection of rubs and sauces, Big Papa Smokers also offers the very best pellet, charcoal, and wood cookers available today. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out that Mac 2-Star General Pellet Grill. Meathead also uses that for all of his recipe testing. Big Papa's is the exclusive Mac dealer. They even offer special packages. If you're not a fan of the pellet smokers, no problem. Try the old Hickory Ace BP. It's charcoal-driven. It's the only one that Sterling trusts on his competition trailer. If you're a backyard barbecue enthusiast like me looking for a durable and versatile grill that will last forever, the M-Grill from Texas is just what you need. They're built like tanks. Not sure what kind of grill you need. You really can't go wrong with any of the grills featured on BigPapaSmokers.com. They have something for every kind of budget and backyard cook. It's clear that Big Papa's the place to go for all things barbecue. If you have any questions, call them 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or shop the website BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A. Smokers, plural, smokers.com. We are back with Veterans Q and another Steve. Stick around. Be right back. The only show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue. A man actually named Meathead. The author of a barbecue Bible. Bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. And this portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. And if you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard is fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232. Trying to line up Ted Conrad for another segment here, but we'll see how that goes. My first guest in the second hour has gotten into the sauce and rub business recently. Also... Served our country for an eight-year stint. I am always interested in learning about the stories of folks who get into this side of the biz. So let's go ahead and race to the Fogo Charcoal Head. I got that all screwed up. The Fogo Charcoal Hotline, and welcome first-timer to the show, Steve Lulofs of Veterans Q. Steve, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How about you, Greg? I'm absolutely fabulous, Steve, and appreciate you joining. I had no idea as I was putting this show together this week that there were going to be three different Steves, and believe it or not, three different ways. So you're Steve. The next guest is Steven, but he's S-T-E-P-H-E-N, and then 
there was Stephen Reichlin, who's just S T E V E N. Can you did were you, did you know you were going to be part of an historical night of Steves? I did, of course. Wow. We all got together and, you know, we put it together for you. This was a conspiracy of the highest regard in a good way. Definitely. Yeah, and and, uh, Stephanie or uh, Stephen Lindars even showed up. (laughs) (laughs) Or or Robin, but whatever. I mean, I tried to go four for four, but Stephanie, Steve, whatever. So before we get into the barbecue rub and sauce talk here uh, and the associated business, let's get a little background on you, Steve. Where are you from originally and... Uh, where are you at now? What you might do for a living? All right. Well, uh, I'm actually from uh, all over. I was a military brat. So I lived in, I was born in Arizona, um, moved, uh, you know, all over the place. Um, I call myself home, uh, Georgia. So I uh, I went to high school in Georgia and then I came up to uh, Illinois for college and uh, met my wife in school and, and got stuck here in the Chicagoland area. Are you uh, north or west or south of Chicago? We are northwest of Chicago in a, mm. a little town called Huntley, Illinois. All right. So I have to ask because he was one of the most prolific two-time guests ever on this show. Where are you in relation to Berwyn, Illinois? Um, north. 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 Like are you yeah. 20 minutes away or is that an no, hour away? No, it's like probably a good hour, hour a good, and a half. Have you ever been to Cigars and Stripes with Ronnie Lotz? I have not. Oh, <laughs> damn it! That could have been that could have been the coup de gras right off the bat. You would have been the best guest ever. Do you, of course, I've been there. I've been there three times. Uh, yes, we've done it. <laughs> best guest right off the bat. So, have you ever heard of that place, or do you know of Ronnie? Does the reputation proceed, or is it just built up in my mind? I have no clue. No clue. Right. He's great. He is great. I mean, the best. He's the best. Uh, Legit. So let's take a look at the name Veterans Q. Uh, as I had mentioned in the top, uh, in the intro, uh, you are someone that has uh, served the country here. So um, I would imagine that the name uh, is born out of service. Yeah, yeah. So what happened was um, veterans, I used to, when I came back from Iraq back in 05, uh, yeah, 2005, I kind of wanted something to do. As you know, be part of the team, the whole veteran type, you know, want to be part of a team. So I just started volunteering with a, a new organization that just popped up at that time called the Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America. And uh, just kind of did with, you know, did some volunteer work with work with them for a number of years. And and then when barbecue came around and I had to come up with a name uh, real quick because the mailman was coming. First thing I thought about was veterans and then uh, Q. I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, of Tuffy, and he had the, you know, the Q on his shirt. Yep. So I was like, hey, why not? Tuffy, military guys, got the Q. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, steal his style. Were you an uh, Army guy or uh, Marine? Yeah, Army. Yeah, the, okay. only, the only military there is. All right. Well, there's no way I'm going to get involved <laughs> in that border skirmish. You can best believe that. So um, you had mentioned you were over in Iraq. Uh, where were you at? Uh, like, where did you do boot camp here? And then when did you get shipped over? I was in a boot camp in Missouri in Fort Leonard Wood. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an engineer. So I was an engineer, like combat heavy engineer, bulldoze driver, you know, that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, and then I did that actually in 2002. And then uh, got deployed and uh, called up in the end of 2003. And then. Uh, so I was in, in Iraq. I was in uh, just north of Baghdad called Taji. That was our main base. 
but then I got uh, sent to go hang out in uh, Baghdad for, I don't know, like four or five months. Mm. So I ended up hanging out there for a good portion of it. Um, obviously not the best of times to be in and around the area, but I mean, did you have any type of interesting food experiences while you were out in the Middle East? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it was cool, but I think I had a great time in Iraq. I was able to see a lot of things. I mean, obviously you have a lot of bad days too, but <laughs> overall it was cool. Um, I was able to go outside and, you know, check everything out, but, uh, food wise was kind of crazy. So you would drive by a little stand and you see two or three sheep. And then all of a sudden you come back a couple hours later and you only see one sheep or, you know, so, uh, yeah. So you had, you know, some falafels, you know, from the locals would bring you some falafels. And when I was in, uh, Baghdad, we would go by, um, you know, obviously go by hope, but they have a whole bunch of chicken stands everywhere. And you kind of just yell out your window and, you know, say, Hey, let me get some chicken. And they'll run up to you and give you a plate of chicken or half a chicken or, or whatever. So, you know, that was really my gist. If I wasn't able to get a whole lot of different, you know, variety, but, you know, what I can, I got a little bit. Uh, were the flavors as kind of pungent or striking as I would make it believe in my <laughs> yeah, mind? Yeah. It, was, it was definitely a little different, a little, yeah. a little strong, for sure. So when did you become interested in live fire? Is that something that you kind of had a, a passion for growing up or you were around it as a kid or did you get into that later? I got into it later. Actually, uh, like growing up. The only thing I really knew about barbecue was my dad going in the back, you know, with a whole bunch of lighter fluid and, you know, burning some burgers. So, like, pretty much everybody else. It's funny um, how, like, that's the nostalgia that we know, and we, we don't look back on it as, like, oh, and that was, like, the worst time. You still look back on it and, like, you know, everything was effed up about it, but, yeah. man, it was, like, some of the best times ever. For sure. I You know, it was, you know, you look at it back now, and, like, man, what was he thinking? But <laughs> I still, you know, there's nothing to me. There's still... It's great to pull out a you know a blue bag and you know and have some of that some of that flavor and that smell. It's it's, it's good sometimes. Uh, so when do you decide that you're gonna get a little bit more versed into barbecue and and grilling? So uh, actually, I just started. I'm pretty new. I started actually in um, 2015. Um, so uh, I like to do a little bit of gambling and you know whatnot. So. March Madness came around. We started doing some, you know, squares and also doing brackets. And I ended up winning a few hundred dollars in 2015. And I figured out what am I going to do with the money? Um, I was like, it's only a few hundred bucks. Let me just go ahead and, you know, try something out. And I started looking at a GoPro and I realized, hey, I'm not really active. I'm pretty, you know, I'm kind of a thick guy. So I'm not the most uh, active ah. guy. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I was like, what else am I going to do? And then, uh, I was just uh, flipping through the TV and Pitmasters was on and, um, hmm. you know, I always liked barbecue and, and whatnot. So I just started Googling, um, you know, what's what's a, a good barbecue pit for beginners and came upon this crazy website called AmazingRibs.com. Oh, wow. And uh, when I saw that, I just started Googling and two smokers came up, the, the Pit Barrel and the Weber Smokey. And I went with the Pit Barrel uh, starting off because it was uh, – it was a veteran-owned company, and and I was like, "Hey, why not? I, I like veterans. Let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and try that. I'll give them a little whirl." So that was just backyard stuff, or were you already looked into competitions or catering no. or both? <clears throat> no, nothing. So yeah, it was just backyard stuff. I just went ahead and bought it, and you know, I, I I received the smoker, you know, only actually like a week or so later, and I threw some ribs on the back uh, in the back porch, and had a couple neighbors over, and 
I thought it was the best ribs I've ever made in my life. And obviously it's like my first rack ever. And, <laughs> and then uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was just like any other, you know, any other great restaurant like Chili's and stuff. So <laughs> well put. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about the products here. Um, at, at what point are you deciding you want to look at bringing products to market? I mean, had you gotten into competitions at that point or done any type of a catering or were products just something that you wanted to, to, to try and get up? No, products actually would never even cross my mind. <laughs> so after I tried, uh, you know, ribs for a couple of times, I, um, I was like, Hey, I could do this competition thing. I could see the guys on Pitmasters. How hard can it really be? Um, so, uh, <laughs> so I ended up signing up for a local backyard competition and, and, uh, I thought you had to make your own products. I didn't know that you could buy commercial stuff. So I just went on Google and looked up about 10 different recipes or so and found the most common ingredients and, and just went from there. And I had a couple months of practice and had my neighbors come over, friends come over and stuff. And just get, they gave me their uh, their honest opinion. And, and that's how actually everything I made. That's how I came up with my my uh, chicken and rib rub and, and uh, our original barbecue sauce. Do you know that to take it out of the kitchen, you're going to have to find a co-packer to kind of give you the the mass and all that stuff? Or is that all stumbling and learning blocks that you had to know across the way or that you learned across the way? I knew nothing. I, I, everything I'm learning is, you know, what I what happens or whatever. So I kind of, you know, after doing some competitions and, you know, after uh, um, the following year, um, some people were asking, hey, can you go ahead and cook for us? So I started cooking for, you know, neighbors and friends and whatnot. And. And then uh, from through that, somebody was like, hey, where can I get your sauce? So I just started making the kitchen and and then, uh, you know, selling it on Facebook. And uh, and then I realized, hey, I was doing a couple batches, uh, you know, a week and it was getting kind of annoying. So I just reached out to a, a co-packer um, that I found on a, our local Chicago uh, Facebook page mm-hmm. and uh, and found a co-packer and did a small order about like 700, 750 bottles and. Figured it would last three years, like the you know, like the expiration, and we were sold out in a couple months. Wow! So, I mean, is that a testament to how good the sauce is, or were you fitting a niche? Was it both? I think it's both. I think the I think the sauce is pretty legit as it is, but I think uh, um, without knowing what we were doing, um, I think our mission, um, you know, actually was a real big part of it too. So I think that's when stores started calling us and asking for our products. Then we started realizing, hey, we actually got a, I guess, a pretty good marketing thing because the whole donate, we donate 100% of our profits back to veterans. So, and that came about because we won uh, our first barbecue, you know, backyard competition. It was only 100 bucks, but we were like, hey, me and my brother are on the team. And we were like, hey, we don't need the money. Let's just uh, donate it. You know, and then we just kind of figured, hey, let's just keep doing that. When we cater, we'll donate. And, you know, if we sell some sauce, which we won't probably won't sell too much. We figured we could donate a couple hundred bucks, and let's just do that and do it for fun. So uh, you uh, you stole my thunder there and got into the whole <laughs> donation part. I was going to get into that here in a couple minutes, but let's go ahead and, and okay. deal with that. So, uh, look, I mean, uh, what you're doing is tremendous. I mean, I, I get the, that there's obviously a huge tie-in for you. I mean, you had time in the service. You are uh, very uh, interested in, in, or at least it sounds like you're very interested in making sure the veterans are taken care of here when they're back stateside. You are investing 100% of the profits on catering, on competition, on barbecue sauce, uh, not into the business, but you're going back to veterans. So uh, how are the business side of me goes, well, okay, I mean, that's great. 
to donate a portion of profits to this, that, or the other thing. But you got to have some money to reinvest into getting more competitions in or more sauce made uh, or supplies for catering. Uh, do you, I mean, do you use any of that to, to support that? Or are you guys just independently wealthy and you're just pumping money into it because, you know, there's going to be another couple hundred grand tomorrow? No, I'm, I'm a, I'm a broke government employee. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So now, uh, so what I did, I just, fu- you know, funded my, you know, funded everything up front myself <laughs> and, uh, and then, um, I just paid myself back. So I donated all my profits, but I pay myself back. So, um, kind of like the beginning of the year, I kind of just upfront everything again. And, and then usually it gets paid back right away. Um, and now, and that's it. And then I just kind of keep reusing that money over and over and over again. And, and then at the end of the year, we come up with whatever we have and, and then go ahead and, you know, donate what we, you know, what we can to, uh, to, we actually make sure we go to reputable, um, organizations, you know, that are not just, you know, feeding the, you know, the big wigs and the CEOs. How do you go about picking those? What's your due diligence? Um, I do a lot of research on them. Um, it's a lot of also from, uh, you know, friends since I, you know, the last 15 years or so or 10 years um, since being, in, being involved in veteran nonprofits and being around the nonprofit, you know, whole sector, you kind of you kind of know what to look for and kind of which ones are good and which ones aren't. So for us, um, an organization for us to donate to 80 percent of the funding has to at least go to veterans themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, a, a nonprofit is going to have, you know, overhead and, and whatnot. So we figured 80 percent is a good number. Uh, we are talking with Steve Lulofs from Veterans Q, the website Veterans Q, like the uh, the letter Q, VeteransQ.com. If you want to check it out here while we're chatting it up here, um, you know, let's say 10 years ago, maybe ignorance is bliss here if you're only into <laughs> it, you know, uh, three or four years. But you know, I, I have a long track record here in this game, so I, I ask a lot of questions from a, a very nostalgic and, and long, uh, a long time point of view. Ten years ago, bringing a sauce or a rub or both to market wasn't nearly as competitive as it is today, or three years ago, or four years ago. Is that something that you had any type of visibility on, or any type of concern with, on how you were going to set your products apart from the millions of other things that were on grocery store <laughs> shelves and on the internet? No, nothing at all. Wow. The only thing I knew of barbecue sauce was Sweet Baby Ray's. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's it. Local Chicago guy. Yep. So, I mean, I knew nothing about sauce. Um, I'm still learning everything. I just was, I my whole thing was, hey, if I could throw out some money, Bill will donate a couple bucks here and there to some veterans. I'm all for it. Um, you know, but I think there, there could be a million, there's a million sauces out there. There's very little profit into it. But I think there's so many, you know, they're so open. Everyone, you know, I think there could be a million more. It's just there's room for everybody out there, you know, no matter what, you know, the more I look at it. But, hey, this is great. If I could, you know, my goal now is to uh, it was never to have a company until, you know, now it's actually, hey, this is something legit. We're going. We could actually get, you know, we could actually do something big. So now we're uh, into the focus is trying to get our profits a little bit better. We're, you know searching out more things, trying, uh, we did some sponsoring and, and whatnot. And, you know, we're trying to hit social media again and we have a couple employees that we hire and we have some great, great, you know, volunteers. Like we have a guy named Guzman who is just over the top that just goes crazy. And, you know, he's, he's there a hundred percent. Steve from a retail sense, are you just online? Are you in brick and mortar retail stores as well? 
Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're online, obviously at veteransq.com, mm-hmm. but uh, we're also in uh, Chicagoland. We're in uh, uh, it's called the uh, big ones called Jewel Osco. We're in all the Jewel Oscos, which is a uh, you know about two hundred stores or so. But we're also in uh, multiple um, mom and pop stores, um, a couple high V's, um, you know, throughout. I think we're in like I think now it's thirteen states or so. Oh, wow, um, like Virginia, Massachusetts, uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas. Stuff like that. And that's the key, right? You got to get into a bunch of different real physical locations, not just depend on people finding you over the internet. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Actually, we do do pretty well on the internet, but, Mm -hmm. you know, we, I think uh, they actually get your numbers out there and actually make a big difference for um, what we want. We got to hit the, you know, you have to hit that grocery store, um, you know, and hopefully, you know, it's all about the, the numbers games, obviously. And we're learning that. Uh, all right, so if you are interested in checking out Steve's products, you go to the website, veteransq.com, and check out the sauces and the rubs, everything that he has to offer there. And don't forget that 100% of those profits are going to uh, be donated to veterans organizations that they have vetted out. So rest assured that that money is going into the right hands and doing the right things. Uh, Steve, really appreciate you coming on the show tonight, man, and sharing your story and continued success. Definitely. Def- oh, also, just to let you guys know, we're going to do a little special promo code for everybody. All right. With you guys. We're going to do uh, 20% off of all your orders. So the discount code is going to be BBQ20. So everyone, okay. go ahead and use the code BBQ20, and you get 20% off on your orders. And uh, not only are we a, you know, a, good, you know, a good company, but we have some crazy good products. And We've received some awards from, obviously, from MBBQA and uh, the Barbecue News. All right. So uh, 20% off. It's uh, BBQ20 at checkout. I'll go ahead and link that up in the show notes as well and do a news blast. So, uh, again, really appreciate the discount and sharing your story. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us on. You got it. There he is. All right. It is Steve Lulofs from VeteransQ.com on the Fogo Charcoal Hotline. Who doesn't love a deal? We all love deals. That's right. Go to Veterans Q. That's V-E-T-E-R-A-N-S-Q. Dot com at checkout. 20% off with code BBQ2020. Great story. All right, let me talk to you quickly about my pal, Matt Eads. You know him as the Grill Seeker. If you are following him on Instagram or any type of social media, As we had mentioned last week, the book is out. That's right. Basic training for everyday grilling brought to you by The Grill Seeker. If you are not familiar with who Matt is, let me give you a little background on him. From the battlefields of Afghanistan, Iraq, Somalia, Bosnia, to a state-of-the-art outdoor uh, kitchen, Matt Eads is looking to unite people through grilling. No matter the race, gender, sexual orientation, cultural upbringing, socioeconomic standing, or political affiliation, Cooking over fire brings people together. There's just no two ways about it. Differences get set aside. Business gets done. That's why you need to go out and get your copy of Grill Seeker Basic Training for Everyday Grilling right now. Do it on Amazon. You can link over on my website. Click on the Grill Seeker logo. That will take you right to the book order page, and then you can grab it up. Get one for a friend or one as a summertime gift. The focus of Grill Seeker is to show readers that gourmet grilling doesn't just have to be a weekend activity. With Matt's tips and tricks, you can craft amazing meals and create amazing memories for family and friends every night of the week. 
The memories and the camaraderie that grilling has created for Matt, dating back to his teen years all the way through his time in the Marines, fuel the desire to spread his passion for outdoor cooking. They're also the reason he started the United by Flame movement on social media under the hashtag United by Flame. Few teasers from the book. Let me tickle you with a smoke-infused feather, if you will. How about grilled grapes and roasted garlic-infused ricotta crostini? Yeah. Grilled Nashville hot chicken. I love Nashville hot chicken. Grilled peach boats with mascarpone ice cream, just to name three. Chock full of great recipes just like that. All easy to do. Success guaranteed. Again, don't forget to join the hashtag United by Flame movement. Head over to GrillSeeker.com and at the very top of the site above his GrillSeeker logo, click the United by Flame link and then check out the page. Don't forget to send in a photo of you cooking in front of your grill or barbecue pit or both. Matt will share it on his page. And now you're an official member of the hashtag United by Flame movement. GrillSeeker.com, the website. Go to my website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Click on the GrillSeeker logo. Link over and grab a copy of the book right now. Shipping directly to you. You'll have it in two days if you're prime, right? All right, we are back with the Perfect Draft Barbecue Blower. Stick around. Be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Hey, are you ready to find out where you rank against all competitive barbecue teams across the country? Visit SmokingWithSmithfield.com to check out your rank on the Smoking with Smithfield National Barbecue Championship leaderboard. That's right, the website Smoking with Smithfield.com, S-M-O-K-I-N with Smithfield.com. There's also still a few spots left to be part of this year's Smoking with Smithfield Committee Cooks, but don't delay. Smoking with Smithfield.com is the place to go. All right, helping me close the show tonight, an inventor, an entrepreneur. And a barbecue and grilling fan. He also went to the MBBQA conference a week or so ago, and we will talk a little bit about that as well. But let's go to the Fogo Charcoal Hotline and welcome back the creator of the Perfect Draft Barbecue Blower. Stephen Thibodeau joins me. Tib, what's up? Hey, not much, Greg. Uh, Steve, appreciate you joining me. I didn't know if you uh, were aware or not, but you are now three of four guests named Steve or Steven tonight. How about that? That's awesome. Steven Thibodeau. We had Steve Lulos from Veterans Q ahead of you. Of course, some guy named Steven Reichland led the show out. So, I know. Uh, you know, the, the, the second guest was a female, so the odds of her name being Steve were probably very slim. But yeah. now, hey, three out of four ain't bad. I think that was a meatloaf song, if I'm not incorrect. I, I know I'm actually incorrect, but whatever. So before we get into the updates of the perfect draft tonight, Stephen, let's talk about the 2019 NBBQA event that you attended in Kansas City. Uh, I guess, high level, what were your two or three big takeaways from the event, either positive or negative? Well, the event was held in Kansas City this year, yep. and it was a very nice uh, event. I mean, they really put on a good presentation. Uh, the awards dinner banquet was really nice. Uh, a lot, a big turnout. 
I think pretty much all the people, about 90% of the people who won awards at the banquet mm-hmm. uh, actually was there to receive their award, which was was pretty good. And, uh, you know, it, they put on a really professional show, really nice event. So do you learn anything from, you know, those three or four days that you're there that you like, hey, I'm going to apply those things directly to the perfect draft business as we go forward? Yes. I mean, I've I talked to a lot of different uh, people who have different style barbecue pits, offset smokers, these vault smokers. Uh, so there were a very uh, array of different smokers and different styles uh, of cooking, barbecuing. So does this so, like, is that opening up new channels uh, for you that you hadn't really considered the blower for, or you knew they could work, you were just looking for a, a door in? Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, by looking at the different style smokers and, and pits that they were using, uh, it, it got my mind working on what type of adapters we needed to actually work with their, their smokers. And uh, now our unit is very flexible as far as working with a a lot of different smokers out there. Stephen Thibodeau joining me here on the show, and the website is theperfectdraft.com if you want to check it out here while we're talking and closing out the show this evening. So uh, from a breakout session, Stephen, were there any that you attended specifically that you are looking forward to? Yeah, uh, the main thing we went for, Greg, was the actual award ceremony uh, because we knew that we placed within anywhere from third to fifth position is what they they sent us an email about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last year, we placed first, of course. Uh, This year, we came in fifth, and this is a little certificate here. So uh, we took fifth place this year, which was cool. Yep. It was nice. And uh, had the pleasure of meeting Myron Mixon. Took a picture with him, Meathead, uh, Hayward uh, Harris. I mean, different people, you know, barbecue celebrities and uh, legends. So that was neat. So, I mean, is that the best part of the week for you? I mean, obviously the business and make contacts, networking is huge. That's probably why you go first and foremost, but meeting those people that you had mentioned and, and probably a bunch of other ones, is that like the best part of the week for you from a fanboy standpoint? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that was the best part and tasting all the different barbecue, um, you know, tasting the different varieties of barbecue out there. That that was a high point as well as making contact with all the different uh, people in, in, in the industry. So it was cool. So will you go to Louisville next year and do MBBQA 2020? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, now I'm, I'm in the swing of it. Uh, our company is doing well. We're making a lot of new contacts. Uh, we're trying to get in some brick and mortar stores now. Uh, this is our third year. So the more contacts we make, uh, the more business we'll have. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the perfect draft. And as I had mentioned to uh, Stephen Reichland about his new barbecue book, let's go ahead and kind of recap uh, if somebody's just joining us for the first time or they're just finding the show on podcast and haven't gone back through all the substantial archives. Uh, let's do a quick recap on the unit and specifically what it's made for. So basically the unit is right behind me here. And the unit is uh, made for offset smokers, uh, vault smokers, uh, barrel drum smokers, 
and uh, it's very versatile. Uh, it actually has a switch for automatic mode. You put your temperature probe in here. It's rechargeable up to 17 hours on a single charge. Wow. Uh, we also have a new uh, adapter here, a hook that's universal where a person doesn't have to do any drilling in their uh, smokers. These two pieces of metal sandwiches in between on the firebox doors. And then from there, you've got the adapter that snaps on hmm. and, you know, it, it works. It's very handy. So it's, it's universal. It works on various types of smokers and we're steady making different versions. We have a version five that's not even out yet. And, um, you know, I, I can't wait to get it to the public and let everyone see it. Are there huge revisions to that one compared to some of the other ones? Is that like, uh, you know, going from a 3GS Apple phone to uh, an iPhone 4 or just kind of incremental updates? It's, it's incremental updates, but as well, uh, the heart and soul of the whole device is the circuit board. So we're making huge modifications to the circuit board. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, we're going to make a cover over the control panel. So it'll be a, a cover that protects it from any water. Yep. So it'll be waterproof. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a major uh, electronic uh, upgrades on it. Stephen Thibodeau joining me here on the show from Perfect Draft. Is there a cooker that you find that that product really shines on? I mean, certainly it's versatile and you can put it on a bunch of different ones, but is there one that might stand out a little bit more above? Well, you know, I think you, you have a Lang 84, um, and it works great with the Langs. Uh, the old smokers that are out there, the uh, Oklahoma Joes, it works great with it. But honestly, Greg, I mean, it, it works absolutely great on any backyard barbecue as well as the professional competition style. Uh, the unit is very versatile and you know, I don't think there's another unit out on the market that is particularly like ours. So uh, we're pretty proud of it. And one thing I'm pretty proud of here is uh, is this. So we've got it patented this year, and it's actually trademarked. And uh, that's that was a, a big accomplishment. So we're we're looking to possibly. Uh, get with other businesses out there, and like I said, a lot of get into a lot of brick and mortar stores now. So that's that's our goal. Uh, from a revisions standpoint, obviously, I think I, I probably had one of the uh, original type barbecue blowers, and then mm -hmm. uh, you just recently sent me uh, a different one, which I'm going to be hoping uh, to get to use here over the next <coughs> couple weeks and give you a full review uh, off air, of course. Um, but how much does that one that you had just sent me differ from that original one? Is that going back to, again, different circuitry and, and brains and stuff, or, or were there other hardware modifications? Yeah, so pretty much like you said, the circuit board, the brains of it is is an upgrade, as well as the actual adapter. And I'm going to pull it out real quick. So the adapter that I sent you is a two-part adapter. So you can connect it to your smoker like this, and this would be the smoker side, and the blower would be on this side. And then it can come apart, and if you take it apart, you could put 
the flex holes here in between and you could get it out of the weather and move it anywhere you want. Mm. So I think I sent you all of that. Nice. So the, the flex hose is not a, a accessory piece that comes with the kit. Well, the standard version only comes with the, the adapter that I showed right here. Okay. But as an accessory, you could get the flex hose and the flex hose is just uh, an extra piece where if you want to move the blower out of the weather, this thing stretches out to like five and a half, six feet. Wow. So if it's raining, you don't have to keep it on the firebox door. And also this universal hook is an accessory as well. Okay. And then uh, I guess just uh, for people that are asking, you got some pretty high powered heat resistant magnets that are on the front side of that blower that uh, attach itself. Right. Correct. Correct. So originally the original design, it just connected magnetically to the firebox doors but you have some large smokers generates a lot of heat, so that's why we have the metal adapter now. All right, so uh, what are we looking at? Uh, standard issue, I got a close, I got a gator, I got a lang, you name it. Um, what are we looking at from a price point, and, and what am I getting in that box? Price point is averaging around $240. In that box, you're getting a charger, you're getting a temperature probe, you're getting the two-way adapter, um, you're getting the blower, uh, and that that comes for 240 and there's some other accessories that you could you know get a bag and, and other things as well that'll bump the price up to 260. When you get it, you get it out of the box, how long do you got to charge it for initially before you can use? You could use it right out of the box. I mean it, it comes where it's maybe three quarters of the way charged up mm -hmm. uh, and if you want it to probably charge it up for an hour and it'll be at, at its maximal capacity. Um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is in terms of battery, is this something that over the life of the charge, you need to let it go from like a hundred percent down to where it can't even muster a spin and then you can recharge it again. Uh, I guess, in other words, is there a memory to this battery or do you not have to worry about, you know, charging it every so often and then not being able to fulfill a full charge when you want it to? No, you don't have to worry about uh, memory life on the battery as far as where it was last charged to. Actually, if the battery is going down and you have an outlet nearby, you could plug it up, charge it while you're using it. And, and it works just fine. It doesn't damage the battery or anything. The one thing you can't do is if you lose the charger, don't just pick up a charger from your next electronic and plug it in because that's not going to work. Uh, Steven, from a demo standpoint, obviously you can go onto YouTube, you can go onto your uh, website and check out all the videos that you have up there to, to kind of get a how-to, but is there any kind of a return policy that you have so if somebody buys it and it just doesn't seem to work out for them that you honor? Absolutely. Hey, it's a, it's a money-back guarantee if uh, you decided, you know, you take it out the box, you look at it and think, you know, I don't really need this, you can return it and you'll get your, your money back. If, uh, if you hooked it up and you tried it out once and, you know, it's not damaged or anything, there's a 14-day return policy on it and uh you'll get your 100 percent money back are there any other products that you're working on that would either work in concert or just be something different that would be under the company umbrella well 
mainly the uh, to adapt the blower to various types of smokers. There's there's so many different air openings on on these smokers. You know, I mean, you can't cover them all. So we're just looking at trying to get the majority of them where we adapt to them without them people having to make modifications to their their smokers. Would you be looking at like a, or maybe did you go to HPBA Expo this year in Dallas? You know what? I didn't get the opportunity to go to, to that expo, but I wanted to, but we missed it. Yeah. So is that something you might be looking at for uh, 2020 then? Absolutely. We're going to, we're going to hit the big expos, trade shows. Uh, we're going to get out there and really get exposure to try to meet more companies. Uh, Stephen Thibodeau is the creator of a product called the Perfect Draft Barbecue Blower. You can find them at the website, perfectdraft.com. Search them on YouTube, all sorts of great videos and success stories. And obviously, I am a champion of this product as well. Stephen, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. Hey, man, I appreciate it, Greg. And it's nice talking to you, buddy. You take care. All right, you too. There he is. All right. Fresh from the 2019 MBBQA, you probably saw... Sean Walchef uh, win his 2019 Best Barbecue Podcast Award. Uh, brought to you on the Fogo Charcoal Hotline at FogoCharcoal.com. So if you have an offset and you have been looking for some kind of a bigger, more robust automatic pit temperature control styled device, then the Perfect Draft barbecue blower is something that you're going to want to take note of again that website is perfectdraft.com theperfectdraft.com and again I think uh, all accessorized out he said it was 260 bucks so when you look at some of the other automatic pit temperature control devices that are currently on the market I mean it's pretty price competitive plus it can go on a big honking smoker I have a Lang 36 uh, I actually drilled, because uh, I had the first iteration, I actually drilled a hole into one of the pinwheels, and I mount it. Uh, I do have an adapter that slides on there, and then the the uh, pit blower goes right onto the adapter, and it is nice and snug. And then you put a probe into the cooking chamber, and then set to the temperature you want, and it'll just keep cycling the fan, and all you have to do is add wood every so often. What I did notice aside from just an easier combustion experience, is that the efficiency increased quite a bit. So I wasn't, you know, pitching in sticks as often as I was prior to that. Again, it's the Perfect Draft, and the website is perfectdraft.com. We're back to wrap up the show right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Whole Packers. Full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. Thanks again to Stephen Thibodeau from the Perfect Draft Barbecue Blower, theperfectdraft.com, his website. And again, if you have the bigger pits and you've been looking for something barbecue guru-esque to run on that, this is something you want to consider. 250 bucks ish out of the box. Fully loaded out, 260 270 bucks. Price competitive. 
216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. All right, so let's go ahead and load out. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Stephen Reichlin, barbecuebible.com. Season 2 of Project Fire coming out the weekend of July 4th. Brisket Chronicles coming out next month early, so be on the lookout for that. You can pre-order on Amazon.com. We talked with Robin Lindars, a.k.a. Steve Lindars. Recapped her frost-proof Florida SEA cook. Got the recount of family drama going on before that. I mean, she's a peach, ready to share the drop of a hat. Second hour, Steve Lulofs from Veterans Q, 20% off. If you go to veteransq.com and you use promo code BBQ20, that's BBQ20, 20% off your entire order over there. And they're award-winning. The people are winning at competitions and in the backyard with that stuff. So if you want to check it out, you are helping out the veterans. 100% of the profits are going to veteran-driven organizations. That's great. And we close it out with Stephen Thibodeau from theperfectdraft.com. Big show planned for you next week. It's the fourth Tuesday, so you know the embedded correspondents are going to be coming in. We have uh, Mr. Meat Church. Matt Pittman will be coming in as well. We're loaded out. Who knows what's going to happen between now and then. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now!